Why Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Why Bernie Sanders? Why Beto O'Rourke? Why Elizabeth Warren? Why Hillary Clinton? Why the Democrat Party? I mean, this should be a question that everybody asks themselves when they start wanting to get into politics. And it tends to come from, I don't know, something bad happening to you, whether it be uh, you can't make a payment on for rent or on your house, uh, you can't afford something. I think, I think for a lot of us, that's where it comes from when we start wanting to understand why is this so expensive? Why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? And sadly, a lot of us, because of the entertainment industry and the media, uh, even academia, they placate to, I think, our greatest weaknesses, which is um, narcissism or or self-centeredness. Owen Benjamin last night was talking about narcissism, and I can't help but agree that narcissism comes from maybe in most people, uh, I can't account for all, but that it comes from trauma. It comes from something bad happening to you. And I remember I went through it at one point too, um, where you have, now I had an ex-wife and the guy that she left me for uh, harassing me. I had them taunting me constantly, telling me I was a loser, uh, saying that my son that they would teach my son to hate me and, and to love uh, the, that man as his dad, that he was going to be the only one there for him. Um, and it, it certainly was traumatic to have to go through a divorce, to have to have my whole life ripped out from underneath me and, and to feel like a loser, living in my father's basement, only making $100 a week. Um, and then having to give up my son half the time, it was gut-wrenching. And I had to develop a way to defend myself against that. And there's a healthy way of doing it, and there's an unhealthy way. And when you haven't found the healthy way, which is loving yourself, not the narcissistic way, not the unhealthy way, but to be happy, to be truly happy, to be happy with who you are, That is the best way to go through it. And I eventually got there, but up until that point, um, I developed a sense of narcissism in the way that you're basically your own hype man. And this is coming from from, uh, Owen Benjamin, where if you talk with anybody who's a narcissist, now there's an, it, it can get to an exaggerated level of, or length of time, where you're, you're, you're just doing it all the time. You're doing it too much. You're, you've already passed or surpassed um, the level of trauma that you went through to... Not that I think narcissism is ever okay, but it's an understanding that you have to get past that moment. And for people, like I have an uncle who I think is actually a good man, but he always talks about himself. That is the number one thing. I mean, my when my wife met him, my wife now, when, when other people have met him that I know uh, that didn't know him prior, the number one thing they all say is, wow, he really likes to talk about himself. And he does. 
It's always what he can do, what he's got, how much money he's done, how smart he is, what accomplishes, accomplishments, Lord, that was hard, um, that he has uh, had in life and things of that nature. We've all met narcissistic people. I think uh, as much as technology has caused us to desire to be more alone, um, it's also caused us, especially with social networking, to be more narcissistic. There's all sorts of studies in the uh, psychological uh, area of study that that um, target narcissism and the vast majority of them are saying that a massive factor is social networking and technology. But that aspect of narcissism is only supposed to get you past the trauma that you faced. Well, how did I get there? Damn it. Anyway, I'll try and get back to that where, where I was at with that. That was a jump, a leap and a jump out of the way. Um, anywho, back to the the Democrats and why Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, she looks like my ex-wife. So, yeah, I can see that she's like a, a, a pretty vibrant young woman. However, I don't like her. <laughs> yes, I, I'm going to admit that it has to do with her looking like my ex-wife, but... Uh, the majority of it is having to do with her stances, where she, where she's coming from, the angle that she's playing, and it's uh, that she promotes socialism. She promotes a lot of bad ideas, liberal leftist ideas that just don't work and that have a history of never working. It's funny because I actually got into a debate with a guy that I work with yesterday, who's somebody that I tend to get in debates with anyway because we stand on opposite sides of the spectrum. However, we work at the same place, which you would only, if I gave out the information, which I'm not going to, you would only imagine would be filled with people who are capitalists because that is the incentive. I mean, it is 100% commission. So you would have to think that people in that, that field are only capitalists, and yet he's not. He is a democratic socialist, which doesn't mean shit. It means you're a socialist. Um, and he, we got into a debate over conspiracy theories. He heard my, he could kind of overhear on my headphones. I was listening to a call to action uh, YouTube channel and one of the videos that he had, and then we got into the moon debate. Um, and he was trying to say to me, well, how do you know something to be true? How do you uh, understand that something can be, be proved right? And then he went into the whole his whole formula of how to do so. However, it's in direct conflict with what he stands for, which is socialism. Socialism, everywhere it has been tried, fails. Everywhere that it has been tried... Uh, negatively affects the economy and the people that it applies to. Venezuela is the the most recent and also the number one target for most capitalists, most conservatives, when they point to 
what's wrong with socialism. Or I'm sorry, yeah, what's wrong with socialism. And Alexandria, in 10 years ago, it was what the Democrats pointed to as their greatest success. Look at Venezuela. It's, it's, it's within the top 10 economies of the world and all this other stuff. And now people are eating their dogs. They can't get toilet paper. They can't take showers. They can't, they can't do anything. And it's causing uh, the society down there to really break apart. Um, they need mass government intervention. Uh, I, I believe they said that the whatever the currency is down there, that it's getting to the point where uh, one American dollar equals 10 million of their dollars. That's pretty fucking bad. Um, and I mean, anywhere else that it's ever been tried, Russia, uh, any part in Europe, uh, Vietnam, it has never worked out. Socialism needs, as I've said before, something to either leech off of or basically for communism, the type of government, because socialism is the type of economy, for communism to step in and apply the economy, apply the socialistic economy. Because without it, it fails on its own. It cannot sustain itself. The numbers never add up. You would have to charge everybody 100% through taxation of their income in order to attempt to sustain everything. And you'd have to, the the economy, you'd have to uh, teach them to believe in a system in which you could get by almost like 1984. If you've read 1984, it was a constant injection of belief through the telescreen, through the news, through everything that you're okay. And in fact, in 1984, they made a point of pointing out that, and I don't, the thing is, is George Orwell was actually a socialist. Now, this was back when socialism became popular. And the idea, and this is the whole reason why I ask, I asked why these people in the beginning is because it sounds good. Because what they're pushing, it sounds really, really good. That you don't have to try as hard anymore. You don't have to kill yourself working two jobs or working 80 hours a week or whatever it may be. You don't have to do it anymore because the government will help you. Because the government is benevolent and we are going to help you. And in 1984, that's what it was doing. And they pointed out that the chocolate rations went from, I think it's 30% down to 20% or 25%. However, they, they came from such an angle that they didn't mention that it was 30%. They just said now, um, and this kind of goes into what Owen Benjamin has been going on about, about, uh, uh, fuck, not witches. Uh, they are a, uh, fuck, not a magician. Fuck, I can't think of the name of, of uh, a sorcerer. Is it a sorcerer? Anyway, it's somebody who, who speaks spells. And, uh, and he was saying how the news sounds just like that. These are spells that they're putting out. And it's, I'm making it sound worse than it actually is. Um, Owen Benjamin does a pretty good job of breaking it down, but... If you listen to it, how the news, and I'm thinking about uh, publishing the the episode I just made, 
about the Golden Globes and what they did. They made it sound really cool because they're using the the influencers, i.e. the celebrities, to do it. They're using, uh, they brought up flu shots. They gave out free flu shots at the Golden Globes and they made it sound really cool. Shot, 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 shot. They used the uh, LMFAO song to uh, promote it as these doctors, these actual doctors came out and gave celebrities their flu shots. And I guess the celebrities didn't know because the looks on their faces were like, what the fuck is going on? Um, I would have been too. I would have fought. I'd have fucking jacked somebody in the face trying to stick a needle in my arm. Um, But that's what happens. And that's kind of what they were doing in 1984, what he was pointing out. Even though he's pointing out, this is communism. This is socialism, dude. And you're okay with it. You're working a government job. You're not... Somehow he had money and they didn't... George Orwell really didn't describe how he made money and how people were paid even though it was a socialist thing. He didn't even necessarily talk badly about the capitalists. He just said uh, that that other people deemed them as bad. The party deemed the capitalists as bad. So he wasn't really attacking capitalism. However, when he was talking about the chocolate rations, it didn't ever, like he was the one that pointed out that it was at 30% went down to 25%. And he's pointing out the hypocrisy of what, the party was doing and how they came about saying now chocolate is at 25% and really putting a a positive spin on it so that people believed that it was a good thing and he kind of goes into explanation as to that as to how they make it sound even though you're taking away you're making it sound like a good thing and that's only what would ever happen if we lost capitalism if we lost the free market if the United States of America went away our economy left today that's what we would be left with. In order not to have another revolution in the United States of America, which I guarantee you there would be. If our economy ever failed, there would be a an American revolution that would happen again. And I would be the fucking leader if somebody else didn't step up. Because you fuck with capitalism, you fuck with the Constitution, and now I will start that fucking civil war, and so should you. These are these are the fucking fundamentals of our way of life here in the United States. As I have said before, I don't, I really don't understand why people don't do this in other countries. I get fear. I'm scared of shit too. But you know what? I was taught at a very young age that you overcome your fears, and it's hard. It's hard going down that fucking forty foot seemingly straight drop of a fucking slide, but you do it. It's hard to jump off that top uh, 30-foot platform into the water. It's scary. Once you get to that level, it's fucking scary. It's scary to fight the bully that's been picking on you for weeks and months. But once you understand that once you pop him in the fucking face and you get at it, he will never fuck with you again. You will never have to worry about it again. Not only that, you become stronger and people actually... Uh, respect you more because you stood up to somebody who was fucking with you. As I tell my son, I tell him, dude, like I will go to that principal's office with a smile on my face and I will defend you. He had a kid picking on him last year. I've been teaching him how to fight ever since. And uh, although I don't think he fought him, um, the day's still going to come that that's going to happen. He's going to have to fight. He's going to have to fight a bully. He's not the biggest kid. 
but man, when he puts a fucking chokehold on you, I mean, it hurts me. I have to become a man. I have to go into man mode when he puts that fucking choke on me and he won't let go. After I'm tapping, that's something I gotta, I gotta get him past too. I don't want him fucking choking some kid unconscious. Be like, yeah, he was tapping. Well, he didn't let him go. Oh shit. <laughs> so, uh, yes, it's scary, but you get over it. Well, the fear of death, dude, I've been in those situations. And although, yes, it's extremely scary when you know what's, what the results can be. Either you don't stand up and things keep going the way that they walk, they are and get even worse, or you stand up to them and you possibly die, but at least it's going to be better. Then you need to take the stand of being even better. It's just like when uh, Blonde from Beauty and the Blonde, I'm sorry, from Beta and the Blonde on YouTube, Matt Christensen and, and his lady, how she was talking about you never ever apologize because you're gonna get shit no matter what. They're going to come after you. They're going to shut you down. You apologizing, all that does is make people look at you as if you're a fucking pussy. They were going to t- they were going to do it anyway. They already did. They already fucking banned you. They censored you. They talked badly about you. They tried to, to boycott your sponsors. Do not take the knee. Because when you take that knee, you're fucked. Because not only did you lose, and they still took away from you, they, you also took away from yourself. Any possible benefit that you could have had, they took away from yourself. Um, man, what was the, there's a black girl, she's a singer. She wore the uh, MAGA dress. Where was it to? Was it the, the Emmys? I feel like it was the Emmys. She's a singer. I think the Emmys do the, do the singing. Anyway, um, or doing music, but she wore that and she never apologized. And guess what happened? Her name went to the top of, nobody knew her, and her name went to the top of the charts. Her single went to the top of the charts. Why? Because there's more conservatives in the United States of America than there are liberals. And because they saw that, they paid respect and they fucking checked her shit out. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, she's doing really well. Even to this day, she's doing really well. You never take the knee. And when you're faced with um, a socialist, communist government, and you're in that country, and that's, yeah, first off, it's your home. Why would you run away from your home? I will never do it. Nobody will ever move me out of my home. Nobody will ever kick me out of the United States of America. I will die before that happens. And so should you. But why do so many people want to change it? Again, it goes back to the trauma thing. They're, they're having hard lives. And not only that, but they're being taught not just by academia, not just by um, the media and the entertainment industry, although I think that those, th- those things are extremely influential and they do teach the majority of society but they're being taught by their own parents. You have black kids in the inner cities of all the major cities in the United States being taught that you don't, by their own parents, by their brothers and sisters, by cousins and all that other shit, to not respect the cops, to not uh, comply with the cops, to run, to not trust them. However, they're getting shot by their own peers. They're getting shot by their friends. Chicago is a, is, is a perfect example that's usually used. Where last year there was over 2,000 
uh, uh, shootings where people actually got shot. 600 of them plus or over 600 of them died. That wasn't the cops doing that. That wasn't white uh, supremacist KKK members coming in and doing that. That wasn't Donald Trump supporters doing that. That was your own people. And then you've been ran by Democrats for decades. Detroit the same way. When I went and I talked to my client, who I don't, she's no longer really my client, and she was sitting there telling me that white people are have kept her down, and, and it's just looking at her going, I've not done shit to you. I can't think of anybody that's ever done anything to you. The Democrats, especially Kwame Kilpatrick uh, and Coleman Young, ran this fucking city. The reason that it's so bad isn't because of of George Bush, even though he was a piece of shit. It wasn't because of George Bush Sr., even though he was a piece of shit. It wasn't even because of uh, of uh, Bill Clinton being president. It was the people in Detroit, the mayors, the fucking the city council. They're Democrat. They have been running this into the ground. Even though, yes, I will argue that the two Bushes and Clinton and Obama all had a hand in, in not helping Detroit and the major cities. But it's a... It's the thought that the government says they're going to do something, even though they never have. I mean, how would you treat a friend that constantly says, hey, I love you, you're my friend, and the next thing you know, they steal from you? Just that one time, would you still consider them a friend? Okay, maybe get past that first time. How about the second time? Maybe. I'd say at the very, just maybe. Well, now the third time comes around. Now they're no longer friends. I can't imagine anybody sticking with somebody that fucking steals from them three times. Says they're friends, steals from them, fucks their girlfriend or their boyfriend, whatever. You know? Trashes them behind their backs. I can't imagine staying with that person at all, ever. After three times? And look at what the Democrats have done. In Detroit, it's been 70 years. Plus, I believe. So, yeah, over 70 decades. That it's been ran by uh, ran by Democrats. Detroit is a shithole. It is. I hate going to Detroit. Geographically, it's a big city. Population-wise, it is. I, I I have a hard time even calling it a city because the difference of a town, a village, and a city, um, it, it obviously goes by population. And Detroit is, it's well under a million. Um, what is this? It's, I believe it's under 700. I, I want to say it's under 500,000 people, but I think it's just under 700. Um, that's not great. And people keep saying, yeah, we're just going to, we need to pump more money into it. That's always the Democrat way. You pump more money into it and it'll fix it. Incorrect. It will not fix it. You have to change things. You got to get the socialism out of there. You got to get the fucking, the, uh, the Democrats out. But Ocasio-Cortez, she wins. One, it's because she's pretty. But she's dumb as a box of rocks. But she doesn't care. She goes right past her, right past her lies. 
Uh, was it? It wasn't Chuck Dodd. Who was it? Uh, was it Como? Kumo? Who asked her? Who said that her Medicaid for All plan would be would cost the taxpayers? Was it thirty six trillion? And asked her. I think it was forty trillion. But he asked her how she would come up with that money, and she didn't answer it. She just kept saying, "Well, other countries have done this, and so we should too." And then he kept saying, well, yeah, but how do you, you're not answering the question. And then finally he goes, okay, well, you're not going to answer the question. I mean, good on him. He's a piece of shit. Uh, he's never been a very good journalist, if he is a journalist. However, at that point, he was a good journalist. He held her feet to the fire, kept asking her the same question, and finally made it obvious she doesn't have an answer and she's not going to give you one. But the same should be said about Elizabeth Warren. When people talk about Donald Trump and his quote-unquote lying, not that I'm saying he's never lied before, but what what kind of lie has he told where he said that he was Native American and then comes out with a, uh, a DNA test that says that he's one 1,024th Native American? What lie has he told like that? I mean, the majority of his shit is just machismo and bravado. And he's, and he's braggadocious. But what lie has he said, I'm going to do this, and he did the exact opposite? Well, the wall. No, that's not, that, that can't be considered a lie. When he came in, as he was on his platform, and he was saying, we're going to make Mexico pay, pay for the wall, you don't think he tried? Turns out, well, it's a little easier said than done. And when you have a deep state that's working against you constantly, obviously... Uh, as we had a, uh, a House and a Senate that was filled with Republicans, majority Republicans, and they worked against him. So it's, it's a much different thing to say, hey, I'm going to do this when I become president, and then once you get there, and you can't do it, as opposed to saying, um, I'm a Native American, or... Uh, trying to think of all the different lies that Hillary Clinton told. Uh, do I want to? Sorry, I'm about to pull over and get me something to eat. At the Taco Bell. Um, yeah, it's much easier. Or I'm sorry, it's much different to tell a bold-faced lie uh, about your knowledge of what happened in Benghazi of saying that you don't have 33,000 emails and next thing it turns out that you did to say that he colluded with Russia and next thing you find out he didn't and in fact Hillary Clinton did. And that's blowing my mind by the way that we have um, solid information. It's well known that Hillary Clinton was behind Fusion GPS and yet and, and sold 20% of our uranium to Russia, that's somehow not collusion. But just the speculation of Donald Trump working with, with Russians, that Russians took out $100,000 in Facebook ads, which, by the way, Facebook sucks. I'm on it. I've got over 4,000 friends. I'm waiting to get to 5,000. I guess they give you a, a page or whatever. I don't know exactly what happens. I'll let you know when it does. But it sucks. 
I go on there just to accept friend requests and to make friend requests and to look at a couple of things and that's it. Twitter is at least somewhat entertaining in which you get into serious debates with, with people that last fucking uh, two weeks. But And I'm not saying you can't do it on Facebook. It's just Facebook sucks. Facebook is going the way of MySpace and it will be there soon. I don't understand how, how Mark Zuckerberg made so much money. It's, it's just, it's a shitty thing. I'm getting, by the way, it, this is a weird, a couple of weird things about Facebook. One, I get guys that wave at me all the time. I don't understand that. Um, I don't think they're gay. Uh, a lot of them are patriots. They poke me. I don't know what that means, nor do I care. Same with the waving. I don't get that. Uh, three, there is a shit, a shit ton of fake accounts. You will have the prettiest big breasted woman wanting to be your friend. Dude, it's, it's my fucking mask. It's the Guy Fox mask in the name John Omarchada. I don't have, I know that sounds Hispanic. It's not, it's, it's Irish. Anyway, or it's Celtic. Um, it's like, and then you, you click on it to go, who the fuck is this person? And you'll see right away, check out my sweet pussy. <laughs> and you're like, I have a feeling this is a fake account. Sure enough, it is. Uh, and yeah, I clicked on it. Fuck off. All right, just see a couple pictures. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's what Facebook is. It's made up of fake accounts. It's made up of uh, a lot of people that really don't do much. And then people that poke and wave at you. And I don't get that. But anyway, um, where was I going with that? Oh, uh, the Russians took out only a hundred thousand dollars. A hundred thousand. Fucking, let's round it up to two hundred. Two hundred thousand dollars on Facebook ads. That is nothing to Russia. And somehow that teetered the election over to dude. There were people just because Russia did that. There were plenty of Americans that were pointing out that she had she lied about the thirty-three thousand emails. That she lied about this. She lied about that. That. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton um, sexually assaulted or was accused of sexually assaulting uh, three to four women and plenty of others. You had uh, Juanita Pat- uh, uh, Broderick um, and the other women that were coming out. There was plenty of people that were saying that. It wasn't just these Russian bots. I can't imagine that the Russian bots or Russian whoever were doing anything more than what Americans were doing. So to say that they influenced the entire election off of $200,000, it's either America is really fucking shitty, it's a lot shittier than we thought, or the Russians are are immensely more smart, which neither one of those options makes any fucking sense. It's based, I'm basically saying that it's not true. Because if, if that's how Russians are, why the fuck is Russia Russia? You know what I mean? Um... You would imagine that they would be light years ahead of the United States if that's the case. And they're not. Um, Anyway. So, yeah, there's not... When it comes to Trump, he hasn't made those accusations. He hasn't said those things. He hasn't made or or said those lies. And it's not that, again, uh, because I had a couple of these discussions the other day. I don't know Trump. I haven't smoked weed with him. I haven't sat down and drank with him, had deep conversations. I don't know the guy. Do I think that he's, he did some shady deals? Yeah, as a businessman, sure. You know how many fucking people I know today that have made shady deals? I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of people. And these are fucking, a lot of them are poor people. So this idea that rich people are just automatically bad, motherfucker, look around. 
Look around at the people you know. Look at yourself. I've made a couple shady deals from time to time. I didn't like it. I didn't like doing it. I didn't like myself after, but I did it. It's something that I've attempted to never do again after those things. And it's not like fucking killing somebody or something dumb like that. You know, it's kind of uh, shaving somebody off of, of money that, that they rightfully deserved. And that I wanted a piece of, you know, I did that in my early twenties. I didn't like it. I knew I was doing wrong. Some of those people I paid back. I mean, it's not a whole bunch of people. So, but what I'm saying is, is that it's not, it's not just rich people who said it the other day. Somebody said, so, Oh, it was Bill Burr. Bill Burr said, I hate it when I hear people in shitty jobs complaining about them, their jobs and being assholes at their jobs. Because the, what that means is when you get to a good spot, you're still going to be a shitty person. You're not going to go into that spot thinking it's not going to change. You're not going to change. You're going to go into that really nice spot being the same shitty fucking person you were and being just as unhappy in that. And he's absolutely right. I can't tell you how many people I've seen do that where they were working as a bartender or a server or a busboy or whatever it may be. And then they got their job and they were fucking constantly complaining afterwards. Nurses. I know that about nurses. My first wife was a nurse and she was the same exact way. Now she didn't have to work through college. I put her ass through college. However, when she fucking became a nurse, it was constantly complaining, constantly bitching behind the scenes. It was, uh, Constantly fucking being a, a shitty person. And you're just looking at him going, dude, you got a fucking job where you make 70 grand a year. What the fuck do you have to complain about? You know, but they want the flash and the flare. And it's not everybody, but there's plenty of people that do. But what Bill Burr was saying about that, and he's not the only person I've ever heard say it, is exactly the same. But that also goes into play when you're talking about socialism, when you're talking about these fucking people. Alexandria Cortazio, whatever her name is, uh, just said the other day, and it's been a big thing where she said that we need to tax people upwards after $10 million. So I don't know where she got that number, but after $10 million, we need to tax them 70%. They need to pay their fair share. That's why you have, and I don't like the different brackets. I wish we went to a flat tax. If we're going to have one at all, I don't think that we should because it's unconstitutional. However, she's saying 70 million. Okay. You make over $170,000. Why don't we take 70% of your paycheck? If you really believe in this, you need to do it yourself. I believe in God, so I pray to God. I read the Bible. I pray the rosary. I talk to people about God, obviously, as you know. I believe in art. I'm an artist. And I'm a musician. I believe in music. I don't know how you could not believe in But anyway, you know what I mean. I believe in treating people well. I don't like when I've ever mistreated people. And so I constantly try to treat people well until they take my stance is you give everybody respect until they take it away from themselves, which like my one debate on the divinity of Jesus the other day, I didn't attack that guy first and I knew I didn't. And so when he was saying, Oh, you typical Christians, you, you start calling names and all this. I was like, Oh, I got him. I know I got him. So I just had, all I had to do was look back at the earlier thread, see where he went after me, pointed out. Yeah. I waited the half hour until after you did that. And then I got him. And then he went into a fucking emotional explosion of bullshit anyway. So it's living the shit that you promote. And she won't do that. You see? Because it's the people in power want to stay in power. And they want the people not in power to stay there. 
They don't want them coming up. And so she'll say, yeah, 70%, people need to uh, uh, pay their fair share. And by the way, let me point this out. Let's say she stays in, in, uh, in her position for 10 to 20 years, just like Nancy Pelosi. She will be just like Nancy Pelosi. She was complaining because she didn't have enough money for rent in Washington, D.C., until now when she started getting her payments of, what is it, 30 grand a year or 30, 30, 30 grand a month. Um, and now she has the ability to pay for her own apartment and all that. Well, there's a couple things to point out. If we were taxed 70% or if we go towards uh, uh, Bernie Sanders' idea of taxing people upwards of 85%, they're not mentioning rent or mortgage uh, vouchers in order to pay for your shit. That's only for free healthcare and education and maybe food stamps. Besides that, it's not for anything else. It's not for entertainment. You have 15%. So let's say you make $100,000 a year, you're having $85,000 taxed away from you. So now you only have $15,000 to pay for mortgage, to pay for gas, possibly food, um, any entertainment. Can you make $15,000 last? Let's say you have a, a, a mortgage of, a, of close to $1,000 a month like I do. Okay, well now you only have $5,000 to spend over 12 months for food and for entertainment. And we're talking cell phones. They, didn't, they never mentioned cell phones. You got to get rid of cable at that point. You got to go down to the most basic of cell phone plans. You're not going to have an iPhone. You're not going to be taking vacations. But you get to go to the doctor anytime you want. You get to go to college. What if you fail out? Are they still going to supply you with money to keep going back to class every year? I doubt that. But it sounds good. Because what, what scares us the most? Well, death, right? Death scares us. It may be a lot of pain before death. That scares us. So when it comes to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and her whole, their whole side, the whole left, spreading this socialism, which thanks to Bernie Sanders has become fucking big. Um, they're they're play, playing off of that emotion that you have when you hear uh, or when you think of going through a lot of pain or death. So you, they want to have you believe, well, now you're all, you're going to be taken care of. You're not going to have to worry about dying. You're not going to have to worry about going through a lot of pain. You just go to the doctor. Well, these people turn a blind eye to what happens to socialist endeavors like that in other countries. Take Canada. We have plenty of can, uh, Canadian people. In fact, when they go through something serious, some form of cancer or whatever it may be, some kind of treatment that they need, they don't go to Canada. They don't go to the hospitals there in Canada. They come to the United States. I know plenty of Canadians. I live in Michigan. We're right on the border or at least where I'm at. We have plenty of people that come over from Windsor. When I lived in Dearborn, I went to college with uh, two other kids from Canada in my class. And it was funny because they like to talk shit. They're, they're very jealous of the United States, mind you, um, because they're, they are not us. They are our top hat. I, have, I really don't have much respect for Canada. And so these guys would really talk it, talk it up almost in a narcissistic way, uh, as I was talking about earlier. But we got on to healthcare and one of them was, was uh, popping his mouth off about their healthcare and how great it is. And I had to point out, hey, buddy, you're here learning how to become a medic, not over there. 
And the other one, the other Canadian, actually had to point out to him, he's like, no, dude, our healthcare sucks. My grandfather died because he was waiting to receive treatment um, for his heart issues. And that is not a, and, and the other guy obviously tried, you, you know, now he's in a debate and now he's not going to, he's not going to give in to those thoughts or whatever. I mean, he was, he was forced to shut his mouth because he didn't have anything to come back on. However, that is not only those two Canadians arguments. Look at Gavin McGinnis, who comes from Canada. Look at Stefan Moilano, who's in Canada. Look at uh, Faith Goldie. Look at Lauren Southern. These are all Canadians who talk the same thing. Yeah. Are they conservative? Sure. They're, again, not the only ones. The very few amount of Canadians that I know of uh, that run their mouth about how the United States needs to be changed are all Canadians that had to come to the United States in order to make the life that they wanted. They couldn't do it in Canada. So we're talking Pamela Anderson. However, I don't think that she is, um, she's a massive liberal. In fact, I, I would argue she's probably pretty conservative, especially being that she married Kid Rock at one point, uh, who is a, a uh, very big conservative. But you also have Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, who made, at one point, was making $20 million a picture, a movie. Um, he couldn't do that in Canada. I've talked shit about him plenty on this. He could not do that in Canada. He had to come down here. He was homeless in Canada, mind you. So he had to come to the United States in order to, to carry out his career and be successful. Not Canada. And then he turns around and bites the hand that fed him. Because guess what? He's made it to where he wants to go, even though now he has herpes and a couple of other different uh, diseases and, he, and his Irish girlfriend uh, killed herself because he gave, gave her those three diseases. All rumored to be true, but I would, uh, I'm going to go ahead and believe them. I'm not saying that it's absolutely true, but I'm going to go ahead and believe them. I can't stand Jim Carrey. I remember when he was starting to run his mouth about uh, Charleston Heston and guns. But you know what's funny is actually he was, as I talked about in my, lab, my podcast that I don't know if I'm going to publish or not, on the Golden Globes and the flu shot and vaccines, he was against vaccines because he was, I don't think he was married to her, but he was dating Jenny McCarthy. And uh, I kind of remember this, but I know that at one point she said her son had autism and that's why they were so adamant against uh, vaccines. But I guess it, something happened where it turns out her son doesn't have it. I don't know about that. My wife was telling me it because she likes uh, Donnie Wahlberg. And Jenny McCarthy is married to Donnie Wahlberg. And so she automatically has a problem with that. Which I could give a shit less. Anyway. Um, why these people is because they the things that they're promoting sound really good. But when you look at it, when you research these things, when you see where it's happened, and just like the guy debated, it's, we have ample history. We have a lot of not only uh, recent history, but history that's spanning as far back as a hundred years of this shit being tried. And guess what? A hundred, over a hundred million people have died thanks to socialism. Thanks to atheistic, communistic socialism which is always, it's what socialism needs. It cannot survive on its own. It either has to leech off of uh, capitalism or be uh, uh, enforced by communism or, or a monarchy of some sort. It can, it's, it is a negative. Why would you ever put a negative on something willingly? And that's what you're doing with socialism. And that's why Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez she's making, she's getting the popularity that she wants. She's dumb as a box of rocks. She has no idea what the fuck she's talking about. She can never come up with 
the answers to questions when, when questioned hard. When people ask her, where are you going to get the money? She will not, she does not want to admit that you have to tax everybody. You cannot just tax the rich. You cannot just tax the, the tippy top, as she says, of, of, uh, of our population, the, the one-tenth of one percent. You can't even tax just the one percent, the entire one percent. You cannot do that. It, I mean, you can, you can tax them, but it's not going to do anything. It's hardly going to make a dent in, in the amount of money that we owe and, it, and, and, and how much we bring in as a company. And not just that, let me, let me point this out. If you tax 85 or 70 to 100% of, and by the way, that number that, that I was just using was 100% of 1%. If you were to do that, even 70%, guess what's going to happen in the 1%? They're going to go out of business. You're going to not only, and this is, they call it the, the, the whole idea of the trickle-down economics, that argument was made by the Democrats, or that name was given by the Democrats to the economy that Reagan was talking about. Now, I don't believe completely in that. However, I do understand how things work. And if you lived through 2008 uh, and your family member was a part of the, the automobile industry in any way, you understand what happens. When GM was about to shut down, you had every single supplier that was going to lose their, their bread and butter and would probably have to go out of business or increase their, their prices in order to stay afloat. So if you were to tax 70% to 100% of 1%, you're going to have a lot of people who smartly would say, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have to give up everything in order just to make a business run because it doesn't work that way. So when you run out of money from the 1% because they all went out of business, now who are you going to tax? 20%? Okay, fine. But then you're going to run out of them. And then, so she doesn't want to get to that point. She doesn't want to admit that she would absolutely have to raise taxes on everyone. That paying their fair share no longer applies to just the 1%. And that paying fair share is a load of shit. Those people do pay their fair share. It's called taxes. It's called the... uh, the deduction system that we have. Everybody has to pay their taxes. However, if you are tax exempt or you've done something, you've put money into something, you get to deduct things. If you don't like that, fine. Put in a flat tax. However, that flat tax better be definitely under 10%. It better be somewhere around 3 to 8% if you're going to do it. I think we can get rid of all of it and just increase the sales tax by about 8%. We'll be fine or up to 8% will be fine. Fuck, even going up to 25% in the sales tax will be fine. Because then you're only taxed when you have sales to uh, for buying whatever it may be, from a chain or whatever. And you're not being taxed your income tax. You're not being taxed on your bills, necessarily. But she can't answer where she would get the money for just Medicare or Medicaid for all. She can't come, excuse me, she can't come up for that with that number. And that's just one thing. Think of all the other things that you would have to pay for that you're not getting vouchers for, that, that, that you being taxed 75% or 70%. And again, um, what's his name? Uh, Bernie Sanders wanted to go 85%. That was a low number. I heard 95%. 
On $100,000 a year, you're getting t- taxed 95%. You got $5,000 and you still have to pay mortgage. $5,000 for 12 months and you still have to pay your mortgage. You can't do it. There's no fucking fathomable way that you could you could do it. And by the way, nobody really ran his numbers, and I and I and I don't believe any conservatives did either. These people are stupid. They are fucking so dumb. If you watch the debates between Ted Cruz and Bernie Sanders, you realize just how much Bernie Sanders doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. He doesn't know shit. The guy didn't even work till he was forty. Cruz. It was the most one-sided ass-kicking I have ever seen. I have seen quick knockouts in UFC that weren't as bad of an ass-kicking as what Ted Cruz did to Bernie Sanders. I mean, after a while, you just got to go, all right, dude, like, fucking tap the brakes, man. You're, you're, you, you don't want to look like a bully. And he even admits, yeah, I didn't, I didn't go after him full, full bore because I didn't want to look like I was trying to bully him. I was just stating facts. And I was eradicating his arguments. And he was. I mean, it was a, an obliteration. But it sounds good. Thomas Sowell actually talks about this. He made a tweet a long time ago that the whole reason why people want socialism is because it sounds so darn good. And he's absolutely right. So don't... We have a saying, and I know this is a saying everywhere, but it's it's used a lot in the South. Why? Because the Southern, the southern mentality is, is actually pretty interesting. They try their best to take very complex situations and break them down uh, to very simple understanding uh, uh, answers. And one of our sayings down there is if it's too good to be true, it probably is. I know that you've heard it somewhere else. That's fine. I'm not saying that it necessarily came from the South, but it's something that most people live by down there. And that's how it goes with socialism. If it's too good to be true, which it is, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. And all that's saying is question it. Question it. Research it. Find out for yourself. And in the meantime, be accountable. Be responsible. As soon as I can pull my fucking phone out, don't be a liberal. <laughs>